back to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we'll take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite or at the very least, get some mild entertainment. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is my co-host and partner, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Nick. Say hi to the nice people. Hi. How you doing? Good. I like that you promised uh, mild entertainment only. Oh, yeah. You didn't even promise. You're like, maybe you, I hope for you. Buckle in for a mild ride. <laughs> Mr. Toad's mild ride. <laughs> I. Yes, exactly. You need to be wearing a little tweed waistcoat and a hat to be Which we are. To this Everybody podcast. knows yeah, that's yeah. what we wear when we record. You have to listen to the same podcast uh, listen to the podcast the same way it was recorded, which is jaunty. <laughs> Got those pants, the riding pants that only go down to like just below your knee. Yeah, that's They're all right. Puffy. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, what are we doing here? We are uh, finishing off Jan Urakairi. Yay, uh, I never have to say it again. And that's the last time I'll probably say it. Aww. Or I'll say it at the end, do a quaint little wrap-up. R.I.P. Yep. Yes, we can We can have a wake for Jan Urakairi. <laughs> Good riddance. No, it was fun. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. It's fine. Uh, this it's week we are finishing up with cult classic and crotch-filled <laughs> Labyrinth from 1986. You're him, aren't you? You're the Goblin King. I want my brother back, please, if it's all the same. What's said is said. Please, where is he? You know very well where he is. Please bring him back. Please. Sarah, go back to your room. Play with your toys and your costumes. Forget about the baby. But I have to have my brother back. You have 13 hours in which to solve the labyrinth before your baby brother becomes one of us forever. Such a pity. Technically, all movies are crotch-filled, right? It's true. Very omnipresent. This is a much more omniscient crotch than we're used to seeing. Yes, this crotch is the star of the show, baby. Uh, For those that uh, might have fond memories of Labyrinth and haven't watched it recently, we are, of course, talking about David Bowie's crotch. Yes, of course. Which is somehow, even in the frames it's not in, you're just aware that it's, like, Like, around. Oh, it's right there. It's right (laughs) behind me, isn't it? The thing that really cracks me up about his costuming Mm. is that there's so many layers on the top and there's so much going on and it's so structured and he's got like a real like, it's an outfit from the waist up. And Bob's just like... Pajamas? I don't know (laughs) what... Spanx. Just wearing Spanx on the bottom. (laughs) Did they... I I wonder if they were like, well, he's working with like Muppets. We're not going to shoot him from the waist down. It's going to be. And so David Bowie those showed up in exercise pants. pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is outstanding costume work. It is. Uh, but we are getting ahead of ourselves. Let's mm. talk about who's actually in this movie. This is, I don't think I realized, this is the last movie Jim Henson directed. Yeah. Yeah, which is a sad, sad thing. Gone too soon. Yes. Um, screenplay. Yeah, quite a, quite a send-off. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to go out, go out on Labyrinth. Yes. Uh, screenplay is by Terry Jones of Monty Python fame, um, with the story by Dennis Lee. I don't know where... There were so many people involved in the writing process, I am amazed that they boil it down to that much. Okay. But uh, this is starring, as we discussed, David Bowie, <laughs> a very young Jennifer Connelly, and a lot of Muppets. So I'm just going to mention <laughs> our like principal... Um, Sure. Muppeteers. You got Brian Henson was uh, the chief, uh, I say engineer, puppeteer on Hoggle. <laughs> you said Muppeteer before, which I think is great and we should use for the rest of the episode. I think that's what they use. Yeah, yeah. Muppeteer. When it's Muppets, but these are technically not Oh, that's Muppets. true. At legally distinct from, <laughs> yeah. but quite similar to. Yes. A legally distinct entity. Right. Uh, Ron Muick, Muick as Ludo. He's actually in mm. the costume. Oh, nice. Uh, and then everybody else, you got Frank Oz is there, who, <laughs> if you don't know him, he's in virtually every movie. Fozzie and Miss Piggy are his big Muppets, if you're coming at this from a Muppet frame of mind. Dave, and I've never known how to say his last name, Goals. 
G-O-E-L-Z. I think Goals is yeah. yeah. He's Gonzo. That's his famous. Oh, right, thing. right, right. I knew I recognized the name. Karen Prell, who does a lot, a lot of Muppeting, but the thing that she's probably most famous for is being the Red Fraggle from Fraggle Rock. Aw. Which is cute. Uh, Steve Whitmire, who spent time doing Kermit the Frog and is most yes. famous being Ernie, of Bert and Ernie fame. Aww. Kevin Clash, who is Elmo. And Anthony Ashbery, who did a lot of, like, helping out a lot of things, a few TV shows I wasn't familiar with. But the main thing we know him from is he's the one of the main Audrey 2 people in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, those are puppets. Yeah. Yes, of course. So that is quite a cast. There's like and there's like dozens more. So so many. Oh, yeah, like yeah. goblins alone, you got thirty people working those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I what is Elmo's fucking name? Kevin, Kevin Clash. Clash. That rules. Not to be confused with Clash, the guitarist. Slash. Uh, that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> I was picturing the big hat, and I was just happy. I've, uh, it matches your big hat that you're wearing right now. As we talked about, that you meant like the band, the Clash. Uh, yeah, with guitars a... in it. Yeah, it's fine. Just grab bag of yeah. I'm sleepy guitars. today. Guitars. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So let's get into the plot of this here, this labyrinthine plot. Because it's just about a labyrinth. Yeah, okay. 16-year-old Sarah Williams, uh, we open on her reciting from a book titled The Labyrinth (laughs) in a park with her dog Merlin. And she's unable to remember the last line because she's distracted by a barn owl watching her. Yeah, where do they live? This is a very, there's this like gorgeous... It's England, baby! Is it supposed to be England? I believe so, yes. They all have American accents. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Barn owls are everywhere, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. But it's out during the day. Must be very sick. <laughs> oh, that barn owl didn't make it past filming. <laughs> I, I enjoy the, um, like, the credits have this very animated, and I don't mean, like, he's having a good time. I mean, <laughs> he is a CGI owl. He is. And it's just, the physics are all wrong, terrible, like, the the vectors don't make any fucking sense yeah. at all. But then you have this amazing cut. The amazing smash cut into real bird landing on a stump in this park i think we both said aloud wow (laughs) (laughs) we are very easily impressed but it was very cool that is the first uh, realistic depiction of a animal animated through cgi in film history oh shut up really that's why it looks bad (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for your service shitty owl (laughs) yeah He's really, it's a pioneer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The avant-garde. What are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. And while she's trying to remember her line, uh, she realizes that she is much too late to babysit her half-brother, Toby. Uh, and so she rushes home and is confronted by her, we're in the fairy tales now, <laughs> evil stepmother. Uh, <laughs> Who seems very reasonable, though. Yeah, like, she does. they're waiting to leave for an event and Sarah hasn't shown up. Like, we gotta go. But There's to a Sarah. Baby in the- yeah. To Sarah. She's the evil to stepmother. To a teenager. Yeah. The worst thing in the world. <laughs> uh, Sarah finds Toby in possession of her treasured childhood teddy bear, Lancelot. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah's frustrated by someone being in her room and his constant crying so she very rashly wishes toby to be taken away by the goblins from her book um and just like that they have very good service uh, toby disappears <laughs> and the goblin king jareth appears do they have like an alexa situation going on where the goblins are always listening to you I, and you have to activate them but they are always on i feel like it's because she's talking into a mirror that's the thing that did it for me oh, here like oh she talked to the that. It directly into a mirror, and that's the what woke them up. world, yeah, yeah. okay. Because oh. that's a classic thing, right? It totally is. It's a, it's a you know, a portal. Yeah. Mirrors are very, they have a lot mirrors of... Mirrors are spooky. Juju. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I love that bit where she talks in the mirror, and then you just cut to, like, absolutely non-sequitur goblins waking up. It's so funny to me. Yeah. If you hadn't seen, like, any of the art or, like, the poster or anything for this movie, and it's just a girl having, like, a shitty time at home, and then smash cut to a full frame of puppet goblins. <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? English puppet goblins. That's why I thought it was in the, <laughs> the UK. The scariest kind. everybody but the Protag oh, family is yeah. English. That feels like a real, like, eh, you know, generalized fairy tale sources. Yeah. Uh, British castles. Eh, <laughs> I don't know. For, I, guess, I guess Princess Bride did that too, right? Yeah. Most people have English accents in there. Yeah, there you go. Or Except that transatlantic. Yeah. Wallace <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, mm-hmm. we already talked about Princess Bride. No My apologies. That. Yes, the goblins are now on deck. Yep. Uh, and Goblin King Jareth offers Sarah her dreams in exchange for the baby. 
but she refuses, having instantly regretted her wish. <laughs> Once you find out the goblins are real, that's where you go, oh, sorry, never mind. Yeah. Careful what you wish for, mm-hmm. goblin-wise. Uh, Jareth reluctantly gives Sarah 13 hours to solve his labyrinth and find Toby before he is turned into a goblin forever. Um, which I assume all the goblins are previous childs. Then, that, right? that was definitely my takeaway yeah. as well. But that seems like like Jareth really likes Toby. He's like coddling yeah. him and like, oh, this one's cool. I feel like Jareth wants to raise a child of his own and like make him the goblin king. He's got a goblin prince yeah, now, he wants, you know? He wants a goblin prince in the wings. Is he doing yeah. the thing of like, oh, this one's really cool. This one's really nice. And somebody else makes a wish. He's like, oh, that one seems pretty much better than this baby. <laughs> yeah. You can be a goblin. I'll just buy I'm my get the new Yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. We'll just see. We'll see what this is. Sarah immediately meets a dwarvish man who's killing fairies named Hoggle, who uh, helps her get into the labyrinth. And it's not the last we'll see of him. <laughs> Hoggle! I do like that they went with the, like, there's a generalized pop culture view of fairies, which is like, oh, like, if not helpful, at least just, like, cute, harmless yeah. ornaments. And they're, in every other story ever written about fairies, they are horrible, evil, they will suck your blood, they'll yeah, steal your children. Like, the the least <laughs> bad thing they will do is bite you, yeah. but more likely you're ruined for life. Yeah, yeah, they'll put you in a fucking coma. <laughs> fairies got hands. Also, like, the, the running bit of nobody pronounces Hoggle's name correctly on the yeah. first go. And he also pronounces Jareth's name wrong the whole Does time, he? too. I didn't really pick it up until this much, but he calls him, is- like, Jareth and... I think he calls him Jerry at one point. Jerry? Uh, Jerome. Like but mo- very important point we're about to get to. She's running down the labyrinth hallway, and she meets, I think, my favorite Muppet, the worm. I love the worm. He's so cute. I feel like the whole movie should have just been, if we're going to get a spinoff or a sequel or whatever, it should just be Day in the Life of Worm. <laughs> He's having He's just a worm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says as much, yeah. Uh, after much wandering, Sarah finds herself in an oubliette, where she is reunited with Hoggle, uh, and the two are confronted by Jareth, they escape one of his traps, that's the cleaners that we see come up there with their big, yes, right. crazy drill. So uh, it's an oubliette only in the sense that you imprison people in it, because they do clean it out regularly. They clean out the like, hallways to the oubliettes. Yeah. It's so weird. But there's like also, there's a gate built, and the cleaners just smash right through it. Yeah, <laughs> they're they do, constantly they? people rebuilding the gate. The reality of the labyrinth is a tricky yeah. thing to parse. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that any, yeah, plot holes, any inconsistencies, mad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Jareth was mad because Hoggle was supposed to take Sarah back to the beginning, and he didn't do that right away. So, bad employee. Yeah. Do they work for him? I guess so, yeah. Okay, all right. Another toxic workplace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some kind of serfdom vibe going on Very here. much, yeah. yeah. Uh, after Sarah parts ways with Hoggle, she hears, or no, she doesn't part ways. He gets scared by some insane screaming he hears. Yes, which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out to be Sarah's new best friend, Ludo, the rock-summoning yeti monster. (laughs) You heard right. Uh, He reminds me from, uh, as uh, Sweetums from uh, Muppets, Sweetums is like the big bird-faced guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just too big and kind of lovable, but just kind of a dope. Yeah, he could harm you, but he would never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and after Huggle darts off, he encounters Jareth again, who's like, oh, you can make it up to me, just feed the young woman this peach. Right. Which is clearly one of my crazy bubbles. Yeah, he's got this, like, just an inexhaustible supply of crystal balls for yeah. some reason. Yeah. That's very Goblin good. Goblin King, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> just sweat, when he sweats, that's what <laughs> Beads of crystal ball. <laughs> I like that. I like the just going back a bit too. I like sure. the way that they find Ludo because Huggles is kind of like, oh fuck, what is that noise? And like takes off, and the big theme of the labyrinth, at least the maze part, getting in is like nothing is, things may not be what they seem or mm-hmm. what they appear to be. And and Sarah manages to walk right through a wall because she didn't really. She oh, just had to scene. look at a different. It hurts my stomach to watch <laughs> that because you realize all of a sudden you were just looking at a gap. But it's so perfectly awesome. aligned that you can't see the gap until she disappears behind them. And even knowing but, it, like, I know, I've seen this movie I before, know, watching her, like, okay, now she, where is the line? I can't yeah. see it. She keeps <laughs> walking forward. What's happening? But then Ludo, the way that they find him is that he is caught in a trap and he's been yeah. howling and, like, 
screaming and their, you know, goblin guards are like poking them with sticks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, with those, those like weird, dollar store uh, yeah, little... T-Rex grabbing mouths on <laughs> yeah. sticks, yeah. But they're alive? Yes, It's a horrifying are. existence. It truly is. Um, yeah, Ludo's cute and fun and I like his big tail. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be friends with everybody. Yeah. Get a big tail. Large heart. Large heart in the rock Sasquatch. <laughs> rock Yeti. Uh, uh, but we continue on our merry way. And we watched this just a few days ago, and I already can't remember. Somehow Sarah winds up on her own, and she meets the Fireys. The, the... Oh, Ludo falls through, like, a hole in the, oh, yeah, in right. the carpeting. The, the, like, forest floor. Right. Yeah. She meets the... The, they're wild. I fucking hate these guys. Party animals. Oh my god. I love them. <laughs> the effects do not hold up in the slightest. Uh, some of the puppeting stuff is really good. I feel like if they just committed to the like black velvet background, like that, yeah. the, the way that they're making those effects happen and not put the backdrop behind it, the, the superimposed forest, that's yeah. what messes it up. Just go for it. Fuck it. We all know what you're doing. Just do it well. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but I pioneers of, of puppeteering puppeteering yep that's that's, that's totally fair i appreciate the art i still hate those fucking characters <laughs> they creep me out i don't like them <laughs> speak on that what 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 uh <laughs> what? i don't like their crazy staring eyeballs there's something uncomfortable like they don't have eyelids i don't know what it is hmm. Their, their eye design weirds me out. and <laughs> The beaks? The beaks weird you out? Or is it the dismemberment? Is that the thing? <laughs> I mean, take your pick, truly, at this point. Like, <laughs> staring eyeballs, uh, throwing their own heads around, constantly reconstituting themselves in shapes that should not exist. Yeah. Just seems I, like a fun time to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm on Team Fiery. <laughs> I know they're villains, but I'm on Team Fiery. <laughs> are they meant to be villains? I guess they, I guess they are. They are impediments they're yeah they're hurdles yeah yeah, yeah yeah they just live there but like yeah yeah but hoggle comes to her aid which is nice Thank you, she hoggle. gives him a little smooch and that is a curse that jareth put on him that he's going to become the mayor of the bog swamp <laughs> that's jareth is so fucking he's just like a 13 year old boy he's like <laughs> if she kisses you i'll turn you into a prince the prince of stinktown <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> Thank, thank you. <laughs> jerk. I, you're a uh, jerk store. Uh. Then we get to I am an infant. This is the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. The land of prosthetic anuses. <laughs> fart swamp. Fart, fart swamp. <laughs> it really is an astounding thing to put in this movie with <laughs> David Bowie. And, and like, they and keep, like keep doing genius... <laughs> You know, prosthetic and 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 special effects. Yeah, just a swamp full of butts. You can't mistake it for anything. They no, constant close-ups. You know what There's they are. There's a close-up, and then it just goes. Yeah. Like, I don't. <laughs> Who do you think was in charge of Fart Swamp? Like, was yeah, there was a... that a coveted position, or yeah. was that like, yes, I get to work on the 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 anuses of the Fart Swamp? It's <laughs> <laughs> called the Bog of Eternal Stench. It's much more fantasy name. Uh-huh, but... Sure. <laughs> Was this, yeah, I feel like this must have been a little more, you know, when DreamWorks, when you sucked at doing your job at DreamWorks in the early 2000s, they put you on Shrek. <laughs> Shrek is the, this, this swamp is the Shrek of this movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, the fiery backdrop special effects looks like shit. You're working on the fart swamp. <laughs> You're going to do shift in fart swamp alley. <laughs> what is this owl credit sequence? The vectors are all off. Get to the fart swamp. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, Astounding inclusion. (laughs) Yes, it's amazing. Uh, If you step into the swamp, you will stink forever. Ah! Um, I like how low the stakes are considering... But think of it from a teenage girl's perspective. Totally. No, fair. That's a horror. (gasps) Oh, yeah, all of these are... Well, I guess we'll get to the end, but okay, now I have a theory. All right. Yep. Uh, The trio meet up with... I think my favorite Muppet of or puppet of all of them, Sir Didymus. Yeah. <laughs> who is some type of dog. We, we're we centering on like a yappy dog of some kind, Yeah, right? one of those awful dogs who like you could squish, but is convinced that it's the the Napoleon of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's I mean, right there in the personality. There yep. That's why I... <laughs> As you're saying, it's like, oh yeah. Oh, right. I get it. 
and his sheepdog Steed Ambrosius, who joins the party. Who's just Merlin from before. It's true. And Merlin, the famed wizard's full name is, of course, Merlin Ambrosius, as we all know. Definitely not just new information I'm finding out right now. <laughs> gotcha. Um... <laughs> And they become a merry group of friends, and we learn about Ludo's rock summoning ability. And... Oh yes, to cross the, the part of the swamp. Yep, and the this is where like critical mass of just like well, if we're doing a fart swamp, there's gonna be farts in it, and just Ludo oh, yeah, crossing right. the stones. Every single step he takes. <laughs> you know they were like, it's not. We're too much halfway right now. You you gotta you gotta either take out the fart noises yeah. or make them. So obvious. Either fewer anuses or yeah. more fart noises. <laughs> it's got to be one or the other. Pick one. I also really like, it's just such a classic fairy tale thing, too. I like the way that Didymus introduced where he's the guardian of the bridge. Mm. No one will pass without my permission. And so they try to fight him. And, ah, and then Sarah's just like, well, can we have your permission? And he has to, like... Oh, no one's ever asked before. Friends. <laughs> I guess why not? <laughs> so adorable. It's very cute. But they get out of that stinky swamp. And uh, naturally, they're very hungry. That stent- <laughs> stench really inspires some appetite. Uh-huh. Uh, so Hoggle reluctantly gives Sarah that uh, peach we were talking about. Yes. And uh, just fucking just takes bolts. off. Yeah. <laughs> just cowers into the woods. And the peach, classic fairy tale. Makes her forget everything, what she's doing. Yeah. And she has a dream where Jareth comes to her at a masquerade ball. Ugh. Which I kind of skipped over our, our baby song, but this is our second Bowie song in here now. Oh, full right? on singing? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Why can't I remember? I don't know. I ate a peach. Uh, <laughs> this movie does kind of have that effect on you Fever where dream. it's so disjointed that it's just like, it's just a series of vignettes, really. Yeah. So. Which, probably if you're a puppet production group, that's how you're thinking of it. So, like, yeah, that's in this true, scene, yeah. we're going to have weird <laughs> okay, dismemberment we'll puppets. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go to this set. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Bowie song. Yeah, he proclaims his love for her, but she rebuffs him and escapes, falling into a junkyard. Yeah. yeah. I like this this escape because it's suddenly like, oh, she's inside the crystal ball. Yeah. So she takes a chair and smashes the mirror, I guess. Yeah. There's the, a mirror set up, but it turns out it's the whole room, and <laughs> I, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Falls into Junkyard. Junkyard Lady, uh, <laughs> who is there, um, the big junk lady puppet, trying to brainwash her into, like, look at all the trappings of your youth, don't you love Yeah, it? just, like, junk as far as the eye, as the eye can see, and mm. she's carrying a bunch of junk on her back, like, she's built up this, you know, looks mm. like a hermit crab type situation very and, much oh look your dolls and look at and she's led sarah into her own like childhood bedroom yeah don't want to forget this doll and oh this toy and you these love books. these yeah, yeah i can't let those go mm. but uh she gets rescued by ludo and didymus so <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> thank god she's about to be literally buried under her own stuff yeah and they make it to the goblin city which is around jareth's castle so we're almost there, folks. Right. So there's a labyrinth, then there's the city. The so castle this is city. like a surf thing where yeah. do you think all the goblins know how to get out? There's a big door there. It seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> people who are out, like but... torturing Ludo, those are goblins, right? So like they're getting in and out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Get a posting for the labyrinth, like, huh. <laughs> but uh, they the trio tries to get in, but they are confronted by the humongous robotic gate guard. Which is very cool, I like that. Yeah, I had somehow forgotten about that. It's very mm. very cool set piece with his big axe. But Huggle bravely comes to their rescue and the Yay. whole party is together. Yay. Despite his feeling of unworthiness, uh, Sarah forgives him and uh, they all become nice friends and enter the city together. It's uh, cute. Uh. Uh, naturally, there's some sort of security alarm when the huge robot dies. Uh, so Jareth is alerted to the group's presence and sends his goblin army to stop them. Uh, chaos ensues because Ludo summons a multitude of rocks to chase the goblins every which way. It's very cute. Yeah. I like that they've clearly, you know, set some rocks at the top of a hill and then had, you know, people, like, run from them, but yeah. then they reverse the footage, so yeah. it looks like the rocks are, like, traveling with intent up yeah. a hill. <laughs> the ones they are that, coming for you. Yeah, the ones I love are when they bounce into a house. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, God. And then there's a scream from inside. Yeah, like, it feels like one of those things, if I was that goblin, I'd get inside, like, ah, it can't do steps. Oh, no! Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're learning. 
<laughs> the rocks have learned about physics. <laughs> and they don't care. <laughs> but tons of, so much cool production stuff there. Cool. Yes, extremely big set piece energy. I love the goblin steeds. They've got these, like, yeah. <laughs> things that they, like, grab the hair on top of and move yeah. them around. It's like a Halloween costume where your legs are the creature's yeah. legs and you're riding it. <laughs> and I'm positive that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some really cool... Um, when a group of those are defeated, these, like, the mounted cavalry yeah. or whatever, there are a few shots that they've specifically placed in, or I assume specifically, where it is just a guy riding, an, like, on another guy's back, like, yeah. piggybacking, so that it looks, you can see them fall off their steeds. Yeah, and like, it doesn't oh, look not... as spirit Halloween costume <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, that's a, a great touch, because when they are, like, clearly one person in, if you're watching the dangling legs of the goblin, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, those are super fake. Just but flapping it's... everywhere. As soon as they have the physics and weight of a person, you're like, oh, no, it's all real. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just love that. You know yeah. someone saw that and was like, let's just put in a few shots so that it's like, oh, these are, yeah, these are real. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, so they survive the Goblin City. They get into the castle. And uh, Sarah, classic protagonist, I've got to do it alone. And they <laughs> do the, if you need us, just call. Yeah. Which is very nice. It's very charming. Uh, and so she runs to the top of Jareth's castle, where um, bigger on the inside, it's uh, it's actually an M.C. Escher's relativity painting come to life. My brain is so broken and and lazy now. I'm like, oh, Squid Game. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what I oh. expecting someone in a pink jumpsuit to walk out in any minute. <laughs> but no, everything's brown in here. <laughs> Rocks only. Uh, but they have another. We got a good Bowie song yeah, in there, a cool one. and some very fun defying of physics shots. It's a good time. I like a lot of that. Yeah, you can see him like warping in and out of different gravity orientations. <laughs> I like it. There's that one shot where they're like walking on opposite, like floor and ceiling, opposite sides, and Bowie. Oh like, yeah, there's a ledge, and then he whiplashes around at her, and that's yeah. the that's the only one where I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh he's scary. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she makes it through and she starts, Jareth pleads for his life, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, he's, he feels very cornered. Yeah. He's starting to bargain. Because she's reciting the lines from the book and then she gets to the line that she can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's a harrowing <gasps> moment, but then she actually remembers. <laughs> and the line is, you have no power over me. Yep. And, uh, it's pretty clutch. Yeah, Jareth is defeated at the last second. Like I feel like that's when the the clock chimes and all that. Yeah. And uh, Sarah and Toby are home. We did it. Ta-da! Sarah realizes, an, yep, and she realizes oh. an important lesson about how important Toby is, and she gives him Lancelot, putting aside childish things and <laughs> giving them to adult. the child. Yep. <laughs> Uh, her father and stepmother return home and she sees her friends through the mirror and admits that even though she's grown up, she still needs them in her life every now and again. Yeah. yeah. And then they throw a party. Yeah, they do. Jareth is in his owl form outside and he's jealous or happy. It's so funny. This it? owl just like with its huge eyes, just guys, guys, are you, are you having fun? But he flies into the moonlight, cool. presumably to steal another child. <laughs> <laughs> And that is more or less Labyrinth. It's a very easy movie to blow through because it's pretty much just like, it's all visual yeah, stuff, right? It's all visuals. There's, it's a very literal, like, get through the maze from yep. point A to point B. Yep. yep. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, what do you, we kind of alluded to this, which way do you take it? Do you take it as this is a thing, an adventure that actually happened to this young lady? Or is it 100% in her imagination, bearing in mind... The, like, I kind of jumped over this, but the shot when you see her bedroom for the first time, yeah. there's like a slow, I don't know what you call it, slow pan. pan of the whole room. And you see every aspect of the labyrinth there. Right. So yeah. like, is it her imagination? Yeah. I mean, I'm going with, so the, the you know, it's a classic like coming of age tale. Yeah. And, and I don't think, I think it must be a, you know she's where does she realize that Lancelot is missing she's like thrown herself on her bed and she's yeah. crying I think she falls asleep at that point oh oh yeah because there's a even a shot of the Wizard of Oz and I think that's supposed to make you go like oh yeah oh <laughs> oh I just <laughs> thought it, like poppies will make them sleepy peaches will make her sleep oh there you go <laughs> that's so. what that was my yeah <laughs> but yeah no totally I, I think that it's she falls asleep at that point and then she has this this dream and crazy then dream. crazy dream <laughs> yeah and yeah. the thing that you were saying 
about like oh you know teenage girls fear being stinky and <laughs> I think there's a looking back that's a very like you know can't find your way don't don't know where to go like a classic puberty thing of like, oh, yeah. what direction am I supposed like someone has to tell me because someone's mm. always told her you know where to go what to, what to do with herself blah blah, mm. blah and suddenly it's up to you and you're like oh this is a lot bigger and scarier than I thought but not really like you can get through it it's okay yeah. and you can, you can use help it's yeah good. with the f- power of friendship friendship and but, asking for help and yeah you, know, you need it but knowing that you do have like the ability to you do and, have agency of yeah, your own. yeah yeah and the oubliette is like oh people will forget about me I won't hmm. be important is a very like if you're a teenager or a human <laughs> um, either one of those things that are different <laughs> 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 Either one of these two species, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Teen or human. Um, classic human fear, like someone will forget about me. Yeah. Um, that Especially in that kind of household where you have a mom and a stepdad and a new yes, baby. Yes, totally right, exactly. Yeah. And you're being relegated to, like, the basement, you know? Yeah. You're not part of the household. Are That's you describing my life? No, I didn't have a, a younger child. <laughs> oh, I, my God, am I? <laughs> Nick, is this bringing up something for you? I'm Jennifer Connelly. You're the baby of the family. <laughs> oh, I, right, that's right. <laughs> You're somebody's Toby. I'm concerned that I'm not getting enough t- attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, like I said, the baby. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the what is the, oh, bog, you know, stench. Like yep. your body is suddenly emitting all these smells <laughs> and you and are afraid it's, it's forever. forever. <laughs> the junk lady is, you know, here are all your things that you want to keep with you. But the realization of like, oh, none of this is, is anything. None of this works for me anymore yeah Yeah. and it's it's a funny it's it comes at a funny place too because it's directly after she's escaped from the masquerade Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i'm safe i escaped i'll go back to this comforting place she falls directly into the junkyard i was yeah i was like confronted with what could be seen as an adult thing an adult life totally retreat back into this like you know it goes on forever but, oh, I know all the things in here, so it's okay, it's safe, and I'll just, like, cover myself with them, and then, then it'll be fine. Yeah. I forget what it is that snaps her out of that. I think she just... She just says, wait a, a second, it's all junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the walls start coming in, and yes, that's when Ludo right. hops and in. So like, to, yeah, yeah, or not Hogwarts, yeah. And I, do, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up and being a teenager, there was, like... I'm with you so far. I was that, yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure we were both. Um, I remember, or I mean, I don't remember where it happened, but I know for sure, like, probably over maybe the span of six months, like, I was interested in, you know, playing with toys and, like, the swing set or whatever, and then I was not anymore. Yeah. Boom. Like, flip the switch, it's over. I remember that, and I also do remember the follow-up, like, maybe a year later being like, oh, yeah, I remember this stuff, and trying to go back and be like, no, this, does, this, this is doesn't good. do anything for me, yeah. yeah. Like, how do I play? Which yeah. is probably the saddest thing we've ever said on our <laughs> oh, podcast, but, like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's just not for you anymore. No. You've moved on. You have. Um, so I like that as just a, like, no, it, it it will just happen to you, it's fine. Like, this this stuff will stop meaning anything to you, and that's not bad. Right. It's just not for you anymore. No question for you, as someone who was formerly a teenage girl. Y- yes. Uh, the, I had the thought, like, we're going through all this, like, yes, this is, the f- labyrinth fantasy world is very much, to me, interpret, like, it, it's all laying out the interpretation of the teenage child Psyche. mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that she's running through. When you talk about Jareth, when you talk about, ooh, this <laughs> this older guy who's so gross and evil, but he's pretty but cute. But a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Kylo Ren effect of, of sorts. <laughs> I am going to, we're going to have to unpack that later. No, the, where, where there's like this guy who's older and meaner, but part of you is like, I kind of want to listen to him. I and fix him. <laughs> and he wears cool, he looks cool, he looks and he's cool. a little emo. He's like a little dangerous. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about the Kylo Ren effect because I think the, if I may digress for a minute, the Kylo Ren, the like interesting twist about Kylo Ren is that he's a teenager too. Oh yeah. Or he's like 25 or whatever. Like he's not, he's not older. His whole buildup is that he presents himself older and he's like very menacing. And then he just turns out to be like a petulant teen. I'm more thinking, I I apologize for invoking Kylo Ren, but I uh, (laughs) am more thinking of that. I feel like that's I a, know what you mean. You know what I mean, yeah. Yeah, totally. Where you're like, oh, I mustn't. Must I? You know? But he's paying a... me so much attention. Like oh, that... yeah. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then, and then you're like, I, I don't know what to do with this feeling. Like, yeah. it's, it's a, uh, yeah. 
Because yeah. that's how, watching this time, I was like, oh, big time. I get it. Oh, ew, gross. But I, it's, the but whole movie revolves around him. <laughs> but don't stop paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that, I feel like that's the, like, the biggest step for her, realizing, like, oh, I don't need that from mm. a guy. Yes, that's a, that's a very, uh, that's a great line. Just, you know, it's, it's good plot-wise, but it is mm-hmm. just a very, like, you have no power over me. Yeah. It's like, you don't. No, you have nothing I need. Your glam rock does not move me. <laughs> and I know I would just be covered in glitter. If oh, just, man. There God, is so, so much, much fucking glitter in this movie. It's, it's in nuts. everything. Like, it's, somebody took like a, sh- a paint can yeah. full of liquid sugar and glitter and just painted everything. <laughs> shellacked head to toe. And every not set. just the set. Most of the people. <laughs> the women and the children. <laughs> We are veering heavy into Star Wars. I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening know what's today. Happening. But <laughs> oh my god, it's so crazy. Like I I have worked in venues where dance competitions were were <sighs> common and that's the closest I can like conjure in real life of just like glitter coating every surface and this is, it- is worse. Is it the stupidest thing that the reason I thought, oh, this is her, either her consciously playing make-believe or subconsciously experiencing mm. this, and the way I can tell is because of how much glitter there is? <laughs> it's all, oh, glittery, shiny. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it, sure. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense God otherwise. Uh, David Bowie. The yeah. one extra David Bowie complication uh, plot-wise thing I wanted to throw out. So there's that big pan of her room with all of the stuff that yes, comes into sorry, play. Yes, sorry, I totally got No, 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 I, I was asking. You're right, yes. Um, uh, I forgot to mention, there's newspaper clippings up on her. Yes. You, you know is, about this. Uh, well, tell you me. You say your thing first. Okay. I hear yours first. I, we're, we're veering into my, like, thoughts on the movie. But the, the thing is, to expand on this, like, oh, like, I don't, I'm, this is, like, a part of my life. And it's, like, a, an emotion I don't recognize. And, like, oh, he's, like, very interesting. Oh, mm. what's going on? So it looks like... Her obviously she has a stepmom, so her dad and mom are divorced. Yeah. The m- pictures I'm assuming are of her mom. The newspaper clippings. It looks like her mom is an actress or mm-hmm. something. And I'm I, at first I was like, no, that's not right. I'm thinking of The Exorcist, but no, <laughs> that is. I think that is what's going on because her mom is an ex. Uh, it's an exorcist. Is an actress. Today is wild. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the newspaper clippings that she has up is of uh, are of her mom and like oh you know actress steps out with like new boyfriend and it's him. Yep, it's David Bowie. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. The exact there is only one bit that you can actually read. I don't have the exact wording because I mm. didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. But it says something <laughs> like something like a huge affair on stage or something like that. Oh. And the idea of this is that uh, the like in in the novelization apparently they expound upon this. Oh no, dad. Pretty recently, uh, like, stepmom is new within a year. Sure. Um, and uh, Toby is her child, not yeah, related yeah. at all to... I assume. Yeah. Yes. And the reason that the split up happened was David Bowie on stage. Yeah. Like, her they mom and David Bowie had an affair on okay. stage that everybody knew about. Ugh. But they, tr- they tried to keep the family together for... Until it, like, spilled out into regular news from tabloids or something. I guess. And okay. then, so, like, she is so damaged by what oh. has been going on with her dad. And oh, that's harsh. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really, like, because I didn't pick up on that at all. I'm, I'm a dumb guy. But that you just seeing <laughs> that, you're like, oh, this is what happened. Because, it, yeah, it's pictures of a person who looks like her mom and David Bowie. Like, yeah, it's clearly David yeah. Bowie. And she's got, like, I don't know what's up with this, but she's got a figurine of him. Of, like, the Goblin King outfit. Oh, yeah, that's right. a guy with, like, you know... She just likes fantasy stuff. Sure, I can, you know, that one can go by the wayside, but... Yeah, so it's very clearly, like, she's trying to work through some shit. Yeah, because that is classic, (laughs) you're a teen and your parents got divorced shit, of I'm going to detach from reality entirely. (laughs) Especially if it was, like, protracted or there was some kind of, like... If the press is involved, my God. And part of you thinks that your, like, new stepdad is super hot. Like, that's Yeah, like, what so am I complex- supposed to do with that? <laughs> Very uncomfortable. And you're, like, oh, just man. becoming a teen and, yeah. like, starting to have, yeah, like, so sexual you don't, feelings. Yeah, so you can't even be, like, 
Oh, I see It's what's weird that happening. my stepdad is hot. Yeah, it's exactly. just being like, like, why do I feel drawn and repulsed by this guy? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, so that is. And so I do think you're right to go way back. <laughs> I think you're right about, like, she's creating this just whole cloth out of, like, what is what is surrounding her. Yeah. She is literally trying to work through this labyrinth of, like, what the fuck is happening to A her labyrinth life? of feelings. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the glass case of emotion mm-hmm. of teenage girlhood yes yeah so. you are having been a former teen girl you are our expert here yes. on the panel so and i totally like i mean you know i'm sure everybody does this or this is going to be where i find out only i do this Uh oh. um just be, like working through your shit with like made-up scenarios and like mm. You know, oh, if only I were a princess, like, this wouldn't be, you know, yeah. whatever it, it might be. Like, if this one thing were different, here's how I would work through it. Or if, if I yeah. had the power to, like, to, if I had agency, here's what I would do. And yeah. giving yourself a little roadmap that way. I think that that is something that, yeah, everybody does to varying degrees. And it just depends sure. on your level of emotional peril. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how close you are to fucking losing it. <laughs> Yeah, even just, like, having an argument in your head after the fact, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I should have said, you know, or whatever it might be. You're thinking about Jerk Store. I'm thinking about Jerk Store again. (laughs) It would have worked. Anyway. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So what do we got in the room? There's there's the cleaners. There's some kind of like prog rock like album that she has on the on the yeah, shelf where you can see the cleaner machine. <laughs> um, there's the little ballerina, which is yes, to classic. be the in the glass case bit. Yeah. There's Wizard of Oz, which is supposed to yes. it is purposefully this is supposed to be a Wizard of Ozzy type adventure. Totally, exactly, yeah. You got the, the, the party together. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I, there's others too. Like there's there is the figurine of who and turns I'll, out to be I Jareth. Believe it goes through chronologically as well. Oh, like, does it? That, Isn't that, that clever? Sweep of the initial the initial grouping of objects, I think, is nice. Yeah, the only thing that's not represented are Ludo and Hoggle, I think. But there is like mm. a stuffy of Serdinimus is there. Right. Yeah. Yes. There's so many stuffies there. Yeah. Probably in there, back somewhere. there somewhere. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Dope. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, usually I bring, like, a collection of, like, this is what the behind-the-scenes stuff we'll talk about this time. But Labyrinth was more like, you know, go look at, if you want to see how the puppets are designed, there's lots of behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. uh, going on. But I just got some some cute tidbits for you. Yes, tell me. Uh, one thing is central to me, I know, and I'm just going to want to share that with you, this with you. The uh, director of choreography and puppet movement uh, was originally supposed to be the stepmom as well. Mm. Um, they had to cast the stepmom last minute because the, something about the, their shooting in England, something about British labor laws was like, you can't be both. Oh, both. You can't double. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Uh, and, uh, so the director of choreography and puppet movement just stuck with that one job. Oh, sure. And sure. that is, uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher who did that. Uh, shut the fuck up. Cheryl McFadden birth name, but, uh, professional name Gates McFadden. Are you kidding me? No. She was like a professional dancer. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> is she the stepmom? No, no, no. Or the She's the director of choreography, choreography and puppet movement. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what? Okay. I love that for her. Yeah. I had no idea. That's she adorable. Was, like, not the first crew member, but one of the first people attached to it. Okay. Uh, to do all this. Like, God she damn. did a bunch of other work with Henson on, on things. What? And she was like... She must have been amazing because she can't have been that old. No, she would have been mid twenties, probably. Jesus, I don't know. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's red. Tidbits, indeed. <laughs> More tidbits. Um, <laughs> I said Terry Jones did the script. He didn't really consider right. it his story anymore because of how many rewrites it went through. No, sure, sure, sure. Um, but like famed rewrites were done by Jim Henson, George Lucas, Laura <laughs> Phillips, who I know, I know that name, but I, I can't recall her work. Uh, and Elaine May, friend of the podcast, oh. Elaine May. <laughs> friend of the podcast. Elaine May does, she has her hand in like every single yeah. script that you like. And it's it's pretty wild. She came in like two or three days before they started shooting to just add more jokes. She was just there <laughs> nice. to be a joke writer. <laughs> I like that. Um, but the main reason for all of the rewrites that they were doing was to get Bowie on board. Oh. Uh like, the script didn't have songs in it in the first place. There was okay. no song portion. That was not part of it. It was, okay. like, they brought the script to him, and he's like, I'd really like to be able to, like, sing and compose something. Like, okay, Mr. Bowie, you got it. Whatever yes, you yes. want. <laughs> and they'd take it okay. back to someone who would rewrite it. 
song maker. Yeah. Well, no, he wrote or the script writer. Yeah. <laughs> script space maker for songs. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I wanted to mention some of the casting possibilities before Bowie oh, God, got yes, cast. Please. <laughs> I usually don't go through this because it's like everybody always gets considered for everything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this is something partial to to you. I know they were originally hoping to go with uh, before songs were part of it. They wanted Kevin Klein to be the guy. Kevin Klein. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I could have taken it seriously. He's. So You're taking sh- this seriously. <laughs> I mean, like. Fart swamp aside, like <laughs> all fart swamps aside, <laughs> there are there is some peril. At least, like okay, David yes. Bowie brings a certain menace. You know, you can I can see Kevin Klein as being very menacing. I I don't know. I only know him as like either charming or like I yeah. I don't know. I I don't. I'm thinking of in a fish called Wanda. Good. He's very threatening. He like that's the thing I know him from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so. a different energy, but, like, threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. He's a great so, actor. Yeah. He could do it. Uh, but then Henson was like, no, we need, a, like, a rock star's charisma. And, like, with the uh, idea of their writing it to be, this is a, a teenage girl's fantasy. She's well, going to sure. want that kind of Some thing. kind of, yeah. Uh, so considered were uh, Sting, Prince, Mick Jagger, and Michael Jackson. I was thinking about Prince specifically about this. I was like, th- that would have been yeah. so cool, but I don't... <laughs> You think it the bulge is bad now? <laughs> Do you think Prince would have worn pants? I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> and way more glitter somehow there would have been. Yeah. He would have been so good, though. He would have been, yeah. I, and cool. I think I think um, Sting would have been good, too, because we know from mm. a certain other 80s movie that his he would come in bulge a bulging. He's just wearing the jockstrap yeah. from Dune, from and Dune. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Go in real direction with this. Uh, but on finally casting yeah. Bowie, okay. Henson said, uh, quote, I wanted to put two characters of flesh and bone in the middle of all of these artificial creatures, mm. and David Bowie embodies a certain maturity with his sexuality, his disturbing aspects, all sorts of things that would characterize the adult world. Yes, so he's there to be the adult world, you know? Scary, sexy, scary, disturbing, (laughs) sexy, scary. (laughs) Whatever interview that's from, just all of his his, fellow interviewers just slowly looking over at him and trying to scooch farther away. Um, (laughs) The interviewer cries at the end. Yep. Wow. All right. Um, Well. So Bowie was into it. He wanted to do it. Um, I bet. Uh, Henson would send him every copy of the rewrites as they got finished for his comment. Then they'd take them back and rewrite some more, send them to Bowie. So yeah. he kind of had, like, last oh, wow. decision yeah, on it. Yeah, he's got final cut. But the courting uh, time was uh, summer 1983 to spring 1985. Oh, my God. When Bowie was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> you were going to do it anyway. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. You're already writing the songs in Yeah, your head. yeah. Um, wow. And uh, I wanted to ask you... Out of all of our puppet friends here, what do you think was the hardest to operate? I know that's a huge question considering how big this (laughs) cast of freaks is. I'm going to say either the worm, because I don't see any fucking... I don't know where he's attached to. Mm. I don't know. Maybe there's just a string pulling him, or just someone's finger, you know, or whatever. Ludo? That's a good guess. That is the they said that he was the second hardest to operate. Oh, okay. And that was cute. yeah. They had uh, I said Ron Muk Muk. I don't know how to pronounce his name, no. but he was the primary. And there was a secondary person that they had for stand-in because the suit was so heavy. Oh, that, I bet. Yeah. Just, yeah, it looks like you know if you put a human inside, the human would come up to maybe the armpit, and yeah. then you've got this whole hulking like, and the head droops forward. And, yeah. Like, yeah. But the okay. most complex was Hoggle. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. So uh, the body actor was Sher- Sherry Weiser, or okay. Weiser. Uh, she was inside the costume, while Hoggle's face was radio controlled by Brian Henson and three oh. other puppeteers. Puppeteering <sighs> okay. it live with a camera pointing at it. Like, that's oh, God. Yeah, that tough. seems... Yeah, you have nothing to like react to it, like yeah. physically. You just and gotta go with it. The person inside, like her eye level is Hoggle's mouth. Oh. <laughs> so she can only uh... see when he opens his mouth. <laughs> Oh, that's... Okay. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Very dangerous. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> the quote from Brian Henson was, uh, five performers trying to get one character out of one puppet is a very tough thing. <laughs> yep. Fair yeah. enough. You think they burned the hoggle suit afterwards? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that looks scary. That would look terrifying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's uh, all I got for you on Labyrinth here. Just some fun facts. I love um, those uh, facts. Yeah. That's crazy. So I would love to hear your final thoughts on this on this amazing movie. Ah. Ah. I'm, quit. I'm ah. quitting the podcast right now. Ah. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, go I, ahead. I think I think we've yeah the the main takeaway for me is that you are supposed to read way more into it. Mm. It is, but it totally works on its own as just like you could be five, you could watch this movie. Yeah. It might scare the shit out of you in some <laughs> parts, but like oh those fireys, yeah the fireys and just like the baby abduction mm. pu- very beginning part is is a little chilling. But then you get to hang out with David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And all his he might friends. murder you. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it's it's such a like it's just such a cleverly put together movie where it works on all on all fronts. Yeah, you can be, you can you can view it as a child or you can view it as an adult. Yeah, which I love for that. Like just fits so perfectly with the whole movie of like sometimes you need to go back and you need to hang out with your childhood friends. You know, yeah. you just need to have them there available to you if you need them. Yeah, Sweet. which I love. Yeah. I also, what did I, oh yeah, just, just casting David Bowie in anything is just like. <laughs> a smart that, move. Yeah. And I mean, just like, I, I guess, I don't know if you, ha- if you have zero idea of what you're going to get because he's <laughs> been in so many different weird ass movies. Like that, that I think back then he wasn't in much though. It wouldn't have been by then. I don't think so. I yeah, could be maybe. wrong. I, it, yeah. Just, early 80s. It's, uh, just a performer. He's he's like yeah. a proven performer, but that's about it, right? But then he's like he's in Twin Peaks, and he's in this, and that's he's... all after this, though. Yeah, no, that's true. That's yeah. true. But he's yeah. the The idea of like I don't. There are many things to say about like musicians turned perform mm. actors or like wrestlers turned actors is like a big one now, yeah. right? But yeah, just an interesting. I don't feel like he ever got typecast, which I think it no. would be easy to do if you're a musician and you're no. But that's his whole thing, right? He's just such a chameleon. And, yeah, I think yeah. I would bet he's a guy that's like, an, from this point, just like offer only and he picks and chooses whatever he's interested in doing. Probably, he doesn't get yeah. cast in things. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's how he, he did his career was like, just what interests me next? It's so weird to me that the, like, I, I don't know a lot of Bowie's music, but... Mm. The two things that I think of when I think of David Bowie are this movie, which makes sense, I think, sure. and the prestige where he plays yes, Nikola Tesla. That's right, I <laughs> like, know. Why are those the two things? Uh, me too, though. He's got, I don't know. There's something so like ethereal about the scene where he shows up, and it turns out that this is what you know they've been working on. <laughs> I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. That's so funny. <laughs> I have a really hard time with this movie, though, too, because or any movie that he's in now, because I didn't really get into David Bowie until well after I had gotten into Flight of the Concords. So now oh. whenever I hear David Bowie delivering dialogue in kind of that sing-songy way, yeah. I just hear Jermaine Clement doing it. There is it's a really spot on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's great. That's good that's for fantastic. my brain. Yeah, those are yeah. those are my thoughts. Yeah, just trying to work some, like, like you said, just some scary, sexy shit. <laughs> It's, but it doesn't. That doesn't have to be like the framework of the movie. You can enjoy it's it just, You can just enjoy a scary, sexy time. Yeah. And Enjoyable. My final thoughts are ditto. Okay. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I mentioned everything. I'm just so taken by the. Like this isn't my favorite movie in the world by by any stretch. Not my favorite musical. Not even my favorite David Bowie performance. But <laughs> it is just so visually interesting to look at. That, it's so distinct yeah. and like yeah, you could throw it on at any time and it would be cool. Yeah, and it's not even like oh they made a cool puppet because like yeah they're puppets. Yeah. yeah, but like the actual like the Goblin City is so funny to me. I love that Goblin City. <laughs> it's so cartoony. Yeah. I it just that. clearly can't exist in reality. It has its own rules. A thing that's uh, an affront to reality. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. You do love offending reality. Yep. Know this about you. <laughs> uh, so now it's time for us to move on to uh, either recommend something or a double bill with this movie. Yes. Whatever we pick and to choose. Uh, and I've got real weak sauce this week, so I would love you to go first. You want to finish on weak sauce? Uh, sure do. 
All right, well. Want to extend my suffering as I think, like, she's not going to like it. Oh, she picked something bitter. Okay, well, let's see if that's true. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the unfortunate parental, like finding out about your parents' sexuality. Oh God. Angle. Where, you know, mm, love that. Sarah's whole, you know, she, the way that her world is like torn apart at 15 or whatever is that her, it turns out her mom is having an affair with someone else. And like, oh, is that a thing you can do? Like, just, just discovering so many uncomfortable truths in like... And also, you're in mortal peril. Like, there's, it's all mixed up. Like, you don't know the scale of how bad it is, and you have no frame of reference for how to, like, move forward mm-hmm. with your life, you know? Um, and some of your siblings are in jeopardy as well. Ooh. So I'm going to pair this. I think this would make a great double bill with Back to the Future. Because oh, yeah. you've got, like, oh, no, my mom <laughs> was horny. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, yeah, just figuring out, like, Oh, my parents are people too. I don't like that. I don't even know what kind of people I am yet. Yeah. You know, just kind of, it's less, less for Marty for sure. But Marty's whole like trip back in time and being like, oh, like there are real, I'm not just the main character of mm. life. There are other people who like had rich and full lives and like sometimes fucked it up. And like those people raised me. So is anything okay <laughs> you know? how do i move forward how do i yeah. yeah and if you don't get your shit together in time your siblings die <laughs> or are taken from you just cease wink to out be of people. reality yeah. yes exactly <laughs> so and they're both like pretty feel-good movies i yeah. i like that about them you can just throw them on it'll always be enjoyable yeah. i feel like both are like real cult classic not even cult classics but no, like but people grew up with those yeah movies. they're adventure movies in that same way yeah. yeah exactly there's a very clear arc of like mm-hmm. the hero saves the day or the heroine saves the day mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm gonna pair those two together cute yeah i think back to the future we'll have to check the books on this but i think this is the first time we've each used it as a double bill in something oh uh-huh. nice oh i have a double bill name too oh you yeah hear what it is yes i do the double bill name for these two are oh no they're hot <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, That's no, going on the marquee, baby. <laughs> Over to you. Over to me. I'm also wanting to double bill something because I think it's funny. Okay. Um, and I'm taking it a very opposite approach to you this week where you're like, yeah, the fun adventure. We're going to get into that and talk about who's hot. Nobody is hot in my movie. Great. Nobody is having a good time. Everybody's having a very bad time. Love it. It's all about... Um, your relationship with reality, what you think you want out of life, okay. but it turns out you were wrong. Oh. Uh, it involves going on a, what could be a make-believe adventure with new friends. Okay. I am, of course, wanting to pair this with 1979 Stalker. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, How can you say no one's hot in this? Rude. <laughs> Wait, I'm learning something about you. I don't know. No, probably not. Uh, the puppy it, is good looking. Uh, we like yeah, the puppy. puppy. If you don't know Stalker, it is um, a uh, Russian movie by Andrei Tarkovsky from the 70s. Very, It's quite long, so if you're going to double bill this, take you know, yeah. a lot properly. <laughs> But it's about um, a guy whose job is he's a stalker. And what stalkers do are they go to a forbidden zone where a meteorite crashed that no one's allowed to enter by rule of law. Yeah. Uh, And he guides two uh, people through the zone and they have their own intent and they learn a lot about themselves as they're going through. And the idea in the zone is nothing is what it seems. Like, it seems like you just take a straight line to... Yeah, they're uh, trying to get to a building. Yeah. And it's just right there. It's just across the field. But it takes them three hours to get to. Yeah, you uh, can't walk straight at it because yeah. it will hurt you. Yeah, and there isn't even, like, it'll hurt you, but you don't understand how. And it's so it's never ephemeral. never the same twice. It doesn't, you don't actually know if there's bad things happening or not, or if it's all in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Stalkers are the only ones who can go in because they kind of know what has worked in the past, yeah. but that's it. There's no guarantee. It's always, work. yeah, it's always shifting. The zone changes based on who enters it. They talk yes, about that a lot. yeah. Oh, nice. Because you, they start to see elements of their subconscious as they're going through and all that. This uh, isn't weak sauce. This rules. I apologize for using the phrase weak sauce. <laughs> yeah, I'm, also, you got me doing it, I'm so I'm a child of the 80s. That. It's my fault. It got worked into my system. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but I I just think it would be very funny to take this light family adventure of this girl learning about herself and all this shit and then 
crushing Russian drama. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the whole, the and most of the stalker, like, the event that happens in Labyrinth is that her parents get divorced. In yeah. Stalker, it's, there's a radioactive meteorite that, like, wipes out most of the eastern seaboard of Russia. And might have made the stalker's child a telepathic mutant. Yes, That's... mutants are real. Mutants and, are real like, enough. a couple people actually died of cancer from filming it because they were going yeah. into, like, real-life nuclear zones. Like, close to Chernobyl, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so light and fun and glittery. So I don't know which direction is funnier if you watch Labyrinth first <laughs> or this, but I think it's funnier to do let's watch Labyrinth and then Stalker because it's like you're going through life, it just gets more oh, crushing the longer. <laughs> uh, Neat. Anyway, that's my. Uh, I love that so much. That's, no, that's great. I didn't think of a name for it because I couldn't think of anything that I deemed funny enough. So <laughs> you are just going on on hilarious yeah. vibes for this. Just pairing, how so. mean it is to pair them with each other. <laughs> the yeah, the title is just going to be ha ha fuck you. <laughs> I love that. No, that's so great. That is that is just like if you want to strip away any pretense of like this is for kids. Mm. It's the the grown up version of okay, well. You get thrown into this situation, do your fucking best, you'll probably die. And they both have a nice Wizard of Ozzy reveal in terms of color palettes, yes. which is cool. Yeah, it goes, it goes technicolor when they get into the zone. Yeah. <laughs> but I also I enjoy the idea of, oh yeah, watch Labyrinth first, because oh, all this stuff exciting, and then the adult version is like, there's just grass. Yeah. <laughs> and burned out cars. Yeah. Just like sewers. Yeah. <laughs> God. Very Soviet movie. Yes. Extremely Soviet Extremely movie. Extremely Soviet movie. Great movie. Uh, nice. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Oh. I feel like we went through a labyrinth of our own there. We did. Yeah. We learned a lot about ourselves. And a lot about Brian Henson that I'm... Or uh, Jim Henson. <laughs> what is his weird heart. His weird Muppety heart. Yeah. Weird felt heart. Uh, yeah, so that'll about wrap us up for Jen Urukhairi. That's right, Fantasy yeah. Month is over. Back so, to reality. Unfortunately, we are back to reality. Do we want to talk about what we're going to do next month? Yeah, sure. Uh, next month we are going to delve into Aaron's favorite genre. Yeah. We're going to be doing... Don't judge me. It's February Westerns. It's February Westerns. February Westerns. The month with no name. <laughs> That's I love I'm, that. Yeah. Yes, we're going to do Westerns. So this is going to be a collection. And even if you don't like Westerns or you think you don't like Westerns, tune in anyway because, you know, yeah. Westerns are just wherever you find them. Yeah, so a lot of them will be very... Typically in the West. Yeah, uh, usually. <laughs> be surprised. Westerns are a genre I thought I didn't like until you introduced me to them. Mm -hmm. So there is hope for anybody that doesn't think they like Westerns. Yeah. Because it is an amazingly uh, versatile genre. So. It really is. Incredibly broad definition. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything can be a Western if it hits, like... Two, two specific things, really. So, <laughs> and if you want to know those things, you'll have to tune in next week. Gotcha. It's just hats and sand. <laughs> oh, I, I said was, too much. No, I was going to say horses and sand. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yes, but we're going to do uh, the power of the dog next week and others. Yes. Following after that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So please join us for those, uh, and uh, please rate us and review us on your podcast platform of choice. So yes, Spotify up us in those has, algorithms. Yeah. yeah, algorithm, please. Spotify has just introduced, or like a month ago, uh, a star rating system. So yeah. hit us up; we would really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you can find us on Twitter at GartbagePod, and uh, same on Instagram, J R T B A G E Pod. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me if they want on uh, Instagram. No, Twitter. What's the one you just said? Twitter, Twitter is. <laughs> 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 on the internet at Mecklebase. <laughs> it's M A C L E B A S S. Yeah. There had to be like a, a stinger <laughs> on the end a of stinger. that jingle. Yeah. Um, and you can find me also on Twitter at Dick R Navis. I won't spell it for you. <laughs> Only the worthy may find their way. Ooh, very leverage of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And thank you for joining us for this fantastic month. <laughs> and I hope you join us another time for another pile of garbage. I saw my baby crying for the spring.
Yeah, I did.